Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. I'm Sam. I am. Welcome to the Lifeboats live stream. I didn't have a view meter up there. I panicked for a minute. <laughs> okay. It has been an incredibly uh, eventful week. Uh, there's a lot of things that I want to touch on. One of those is the coup that seems to be going on at Project Veritas involving James O'Keefe. Now, I'm, I think both sides are making some valid points here, and we're going to look kind of under the hood at that a little bit later. Uh, we've also had what seems to be this alien invasion <laughs> happening, or at least that's kind of, it's almost like they're hinting at that's what they want us to believe is going on here. And um, there's some things that have really caught my attention and I want to give you kind of my perspective on it so you guys can see some of the like anomalies. It's, it's more of a, hmm, why did they change their behavior all of a sudden than any of the evidence or things that have come out or things that have happened in the last few days? So if you don't know, there are, I believe it's four objects that have been shot down. Now the military is coming out and saying, these aren't, we're not calling them weather balloons for a reason. Now, the first one, of course, was, oh boy, let's go. Nope, not right there. Bear with me one second. The first one actually was a weather balloon. This is it right here. And of course, you know, Biden waits till it goes all the way across the United States, shoots it down as it gets out over the ocean. The excuse was, well, it's too densely populated in the East Coast. That is definitely the case. Likely something that big. I mean, that's that's a lot of equipment that's hanging off of a giant balloon there. That could destroy somebody's house, kill some people underneath. So they waited till it went out over the ocean. And of course, they made sure to note, well, I mean, this happened three times under President Trump and uh, they didn't do anything about it. So clearly, Joe is our competent, strong leader shooting down the Chinese spy drones after they transit the United States. Of course, you've got Marjorie Taylor Greene calling for an immediate seizure of all Chinese-owned land in the United States because, uh, you know, they're Chinese bad. So let's seize all their stuff. Of course, it, you know, should the government have that power? Oh, she's not talking. About, she's all for freedom and liberty until it comes to doing something that she wants to do, which is stealing shit from people then it's okay because, you know, her, her, I guess, uh, constituency has been riled up about the evil communist Chinese and they're trying to, they're trying to take over. This is an invasion. And so we had this one shot down. Of course, it comes out later. The three that transited, uh, was a big intelligence fail because they didn't notice it until later, which I kind of have a really big problem with their claim there. And there's a reason for that. And actually, I'm just going to do this way out of order here. So you guys will have to bear with me tonight a little bit here. But let's go to this right here. There is a way to detect things in the atmosphere that involves FM radio. And this is a, this is an individual or I think an organization that has done this where they'll look on a radio station that's maybe blocked by some mountains or something and they're on one side, broadcast towers on the other side. And what happens is when something's flying overhead, the radio waves are hitting that, reflecting back down, and they're able to pick it up. And in doing so, they're able to see what's flying around in the sky. They've done it with satellites. They've done it with planes. 
Well, guess what? And, and this is, again, a private, non-government effort here that people are able to do this. But what a lot of you probably don't know is, I, I don't remember if it's the Navy or Air Force or who it is, but they're the, the military, U.S. military, has a tower. I believe it's up in uh, the, the Northwest, Pacific Northwest somewhere that broadcasts 100,000 watts. So this is like a, you know, massive blowtorch of a, uh, of a radio station signal going out, except they don't actually put out any signal. They just put a silence. They just broadcast silence. They send out a signal that doesn't really change, which guess what? That means you're going to have constant amplitude um, so that when something comes in, you don't have to worry about the, the changes in the signal uh, affecting how much RF energy is being reflected back down to your receivers. So what they've done with this thing is create, and they've had this running for decades as far as I know. Uh, they then set out all these different detectors, tie them all into a computer network, do some fancy math, and they can tell you when a paper, a plastic bag is flying around in the air. Of course, they can also tell you when a UFO comes into the atmosphere as well, anywhere in that area, because of this detection network. So now all of a sudden they're coming out and like, whoa, hey, everybody, these balloons are flying overhead and uh, we've got to do something about it. Like, why? Why now? Do you see why I'm saying that? Because they've known about this. This is not like, oh, we're just now figuring out the Chinese are flying balloons over or it's not the first time that it's happened or the first time they've seen a UFO come into the atmosphere and buzz around. They know this stuff is happening all the time. The question to ask is not, is it ETs? The question to ask is, why all of a sudden are they leading us on to believe? You know, and they're not even coming out and saying it. They're like dropping these hints like, well, we're not calling it a balloon for a reason. And they're saying, though, that it's sitting there floating like a balloon, moving slowly with the wind, with no visible means of propulsion, unmanned. So they're drones or something like that. But they're able to shoot it down and it falls to the ground and crashes. Of course, the one in Montana, they said, Oh, we just, we couldn't find it. We don't know what it was on and on. And, um, well, hold on, let me get back over to here again. I'm just jumping all over the place tonight. Uh, we had this. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. Oh, sorry. Bear with me for one second here. you playing am i gonna have to yeah i'm gonna have to close this i think it crashed again okay bear with me so in montana what they came out and said is they haven't been able to find the debris they shot something down but it just seems to have up and vanished except when pro presenter opens back up here in a second hopefully what you have is a video of something disc-shaped 
going down the freeway. Now, this is, again, not the first time that the military has come in and recovered something. Here we go. All right, right here. What is that? Big circular thing on this massive trailer that's, I, I don't know even what that trailer's waited for. But, and of course, it, people are going to say, oh, Sam, that could just be uh, some kind of uh, industrial equipment that's being transported to a factory to replace some piece of machinery, this kind of stuff. I, I've seen trailers this big, but I've never seen them with a police escort UFO. this big. So this is, and again, this is supposedly the footage. Now this is unverified, so take it with a grain of salt. But this is supposedly the footage of this object before it was shot down. And oh, guess what? It matches what's on the back of the truck and it does this weird thing right at the end. Right, let's see. Oh no, it's not playing. <laughs> Here, let me back it up. So it's kind of slowly floating there and then foomp, right there. It just sort of pops into place. And apparently this thing's been shot down. Then they can't find it. Then people catch this giant truck escorted by multiple police front and back. And what the hell is it? But more importantly, UFO. why now all of a sudden are they breaking protocol? and deciding to tell people that oh, we've got this strange unidentified object floating in the air with no signs of propulsion. Why now? What's changed? So I don't know if these are ET craft, if this is man-made. I, I think the odds are probably 50-50 and I would lean probably more towards the man-made side. Is it China? Maybe. Could it be U.S. intelligence trying to create some sort of new scaremonger tactic to keep you guys in check? Because, well, I mean, let's face it, the whole COVID-19 narrative is absolutely eating a dick right now. People are dying. You've got even the, the most uh, brainwashed of the normies starting to ask questions. Did you see the, the whole thing with uh, Taylor... Oh, the crying journalist. <laughs> Let me, I, I tweeted at her today. I don't think I've been blocked yet, but we'll see. It's probably coming. It's in here somewhere. I want to find it real quick. Uh, yeah, right here. Okay. So here she is saying, feels like every month now someone I know dies. This is Taylor Lorenz. People in their 30s and 40s should not be dying like this. How are we supposed to just carry on while people we know and care about are just dropping dead? This is so fucked. I'm so sad these people should be alive. And like, hello, Taylor. What do you think could be at the cause of this? Because hmm? I know. have a really, really good idea. So as this narrative dies and it's starting to blow up in their face, they need a new distraction, don't they? So 
maybe that's what we're seeing here. You know, you've talked to like uh, Cliff High. He thinks it is aliens. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm 50-50 on it right now. But he says, oh, it's definitely aliens. They're trying to cover it up. It's going to come out. And he said previously that their hand may be being forced here. Like the aliens are telling them, well, we're going to disclose this. We're going to let the cat out of the bag. We're going to make our presence be known. And y'all better deal with it kind of thing. So maybe that's what we're seeing here too. And again, are they here? Uh, yes. Okay. If you, if you think that the ETs, the aliens are not here, um, I don't really know what to tell you. Not only are they here, but they never left and they didn't come here recently. They've been here. And I think multiple races have been here living on the planet with us for millions of years. We're the new kid on the block. Okay. So sorry to shatter your paradigm, your worldview there, but yeah, uh, they've been here. They're living in the ocean. They're living underground. They're living in the Himalayas. They've got all of these cities, bases, whatever they are all around the world. And they've been here a long time and their technology is so far in advance of anything that we've got. There's nothing that the military or anybody else can do about it. And if there's one thing government doesn't want to admit, it's that something is outside of their ability to control it. So they are going to do everything they can to manage this and make it look like they're in charge if it is in fact ETs. Okay. But we also know from the government's, um, Oh, what are they? RFPs requests for proposals and things that they were doing all the way back in the, in the forties at shortly after Roswell happened, 1943, we start getting all of these requests for reverse engineering. They have this sort of reverse engineering slant to them could you come in and figure out how this works or how something, this a system based on this technology works. And about 19, I think it was 1954, there was an abrupt change and it went from, can you reverse engineer this to, can you apply this technology? So pretty clearly they had a breakthrough around that time. Okay. Now, uh, years ago I've covered, um, Oh, was it the science report or the, um, it was a, it was a British show TV show where, uh, no, it was alternative three is what it was called. And it's, I believe it's still on YouTube. You can go out there and watch it if you want. And I think that they got this videotape dropped to them. It talked about scientists disappearing, being recruited into this secret space program to go live on Mars uh, and it, it was sort of like this sort of, uh, dramatized documentary that they played. And of course it was the last episode, the show stopped airing after that. And they came out and said, Oh no, no, that was all just a joke. Of course, there's one problem with that. The footage that they have of supposedly this craft coming in and landing on Mars again, shortly after this 1950s where they figured out this, had this breakthrough in reverse engineering the technology to how do we apply it? How do we build our own spacecraft and travel to other planets and then start wars with aliens and species that we know nothing about? Cause of course that's what a government and a military is going to go out and do. Um, around that same time, 
you've got this footage of this thing coming in and landing and then this rock looking thing moves shortly after it lands and that's supposed to be Mars. And they said, Oh no, it was a sand table and we did it this way and that way. And the only problem is the technology back in the seventies when they made this alternative three, um, episode of their show, the science report, I think is what it was called. Uh, they didn't have the kind of color correction technology that we have today in, you know, Adobe or, or Apple's, um, editing software or special effects software. So how did they do it? And, and I think that that's, that's the whole crux of the episode. They got that tape. They put the story around behind it based on what their sources who gave them that tape were telling them. And they tried to do their best to get the word out about what was going on. You also have Laura Eisenhower saying, you know, uh, granddaughter of the president, I believe saying that she was recruited or they tried to recruit her. She didn't want to go to, to go live on Mars. Is that true? I don't know, but there's a lot of things here that seem to sort of drop into place quite nicely for what's unfolding now. Right? So these Governments, certainly the U.S. government, and I wouldn't doubt the Chinese, the Russians, they've been recovering craft that crash in Russia. There's footage of that, supposedly, of a Russian unit coming up on a silver saucer-shaped disc that crashed. And, of course, what was going on in Roswell? Well, they had these uh, radar installations that they put out that came and uh, that supposedly were responsible in downing the craft. So then they figured out a way to make them crash into the ground so that they could go and recover the technology. And of course, shortly after that, what do we get? Semiconductors, fiber optics, all sorts of things that might be in an alien spacecraft way ahead of our uh, technology. You know, all those things just sort of start popping out. Very interesting. Let me get a drink here. And so... They've been reverse engineering this technology. They've had it. They've been using it. God knows what they're doing with it. I mean, you think about setting up a, another civilization on another planet out in space. They're literally like sucking up our money and jettisoning it, jettisoning it, jettisoning it out into space. Could that be where the, you know, there's what still like $2 trillion that they can't, can't account for at the Pentagon. Oops, we just don't know, but we are definitely paying $800 for a hammer and toilet seats. So could this thing be Chinese? Maybe. It's probably more like deep state because I think what the deep state is is more of a sort of multinational conglomerate of not just one nation or one nation state but sort of the behind the scenes players handling all of this. And of course you have this famous um, ET crash or UFO crash in Brazil that happened and there were people killed. I mean, it was, it was a big deal. There's footage of it. They, the Brazilian military responded, they confiscated all the phones. And then shortly after American speaking military people show up and, haul the thing off and it's never to be seen or heard from again. So they have this sort of apparatus and this is probably part of what all of the uh, foreign aid goes to 
right, is having these kinds of special privileges. When this happens, you call us and we come in and take care of it, right? And how do they get there so fast? Maybe they have some technology that we don't know about that doesn't require, you know, like a jet airplane travel. Maybe they can just zip from one pole to the other inside of, I don't know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, like uh, Admiral Byrd talked about. You know, the guy who went to the, uh, to Antarctica and maybe, maybe got in a war in a, in a gun battle with some ETs out there, (laughs) came back dazed. I mean, there's so much to this. And again, why now? Why are we, why are they changing the protocol? Because they have had crash retrieval and recovery and cover up down to a science for 50, 60, 70 years now. Very few times does this happen and we hear very much about it. Now, all of a sudden, they're hinting that, well, we're not calling it a balloon for a reason and it doesn't have any means of propulsion, but it's traveling with the wind, which, you know, maybe is a disguise to make it look like a weather balloon while it's over you know, doing something. So, yeah, you know, I wish I had the answer of, well, this is what it is. It's clearly this, it's clearly that, but I don't think we know yet. I I, I think my biggest takeaway is something's going on. Something they don't want us to know is going on. But at the same time, the narrative has changed and they are, starting to wake the normies up. And I think that this is sort of uh, breaking the ice to introduce this new paradigm, this new reality that they've known about for decades and decades. And, you know, some of the, the ET researchers and so forth, they've known about for a long time as well. But the normies, they're the ones who are about to have a rude awakening. And then, you also have this lady. Let me find her. Oh, no. She's on this page right here. <coughs> Excuse me. I said. Uh- this is Dr. Kara Rawson. So after World War II, uh, a lot of people think, well, Hitler shot himself in the head, committed suicide in the bunker, and that was the end of him. Yeah, that's complete bullshit. He escaped, went down to Argentina tried to resurrect the the Third Reich into the Fourth Reich. That failed. He died an old man peacefully on an island out there. And, that you know, there's this great show, I think it was Chasing Hitler or Finding Hitler, something like that, where they totally retraced all of his steps. The FBI knew about it. There were intelligence reports that they've uncovered that show, you know, hey, this guy Hitler seems to be Hitler is here. He's meeting with these important people. He had some of his key industrialists move to Argentina, to South America, to various places to keep funding the effort that they were engaged in. And um, when that war ended, it's not like the Nazis lost, like the Fourth Reich lost. They just relocated, okay? And one of the people that was relocated under Project Paperclip was Werner von Braun. And this was his assistant in the 1970s. 
Okay. And she's going to talk here. This was recorded in 2001. This is uh, Dr. Stephen Greer's um, UFO hearing that he did, National, what was it? National Press Club. He held this hearing where he had all of these whistleblowers from the military with classified clearance talking about, uh, you know, some of these guys manned the nuclear silos and so forth. And they talked about the ETs coming in, blanking out the the targeting coordinates on the missiles that they would have to reprogram or shutting the everything down temporarily. So he was moved over along with all sorts of political leaders. Please don't think that operation paperclip was just about bringing over the scientists and so forth because it was political thinkers. It was a lot of people that infiltrated the U S government. The third Reich didn't lose. They relocated and rebranded and they are right here in the U.S. controlling this whole thing. And of course, you've got the Glock and the, the bell that they were experimenting with, this high voltage, high um, frequency um, uh, aircraft, whatever, that was chained to these concrete pillars, and they've shown that, and it supposedly showed up, I think, in Virginia somewhere, and the people with dead people, and that, that was the last we heard of that. Um. Another interesting sort of thing that really jumped out at me was one of the pilots, you know, you've got, oh, I think it was CNN. I don't know if I have that clip here, but you know what? Let's go. Let's see if we can find it. Bear with me for one second. Uh, oh, by the way, I, this like right here, there's this line of zoom in. Of all these lights going across the sky, that's uh, that's probably Starlink, folks. <laughs> that's probably a missile. Um, all right, give me one second. Let me see if I can just find it. But there's a couple, I think they were CNN correspondents that were talking about this. Of course, you've also got this right here. This is a plane taking off at an airport. You can see it right there, or maybe it's coming in for a landing. And this object traveling at super high speeds zips across behind it. In the background, you can see it go right there. Oh. Right behind the plane. Of course, you have another incident where, I think it was Chicago, O'Hare, or, or one of the airports where this craft kind of parked out by the airport. They had to shut it down. There's video footage of the thing and then boom, it disappears after 10, 15 minutes, whatever it was. So these things have been around for a long time. This is nothing new here. Okay. Let me see. Is this it right here? Down by yes. fighter jets just miles off the coast of Alaska yesterday. Unlike the Chinese spy balloon shot down last Saturday, this object demanded more immediate action yesterday. Officials say it was flying much lower at 40,000 feet, making it a dangerous potential threat to civilian aircraft. But now we are learning that U.S. military pilots who approached the craft have given conflicting accounts of what they saw. This new reporting coming in now from CNN National Security reporter Natasha Bertrand. Uh, Natasha, so this is interesting. This is kind of unusual that these pilots 
saw different things, and that is sort of, I guess, adding to the mystery of all this. Yeah, not even the pilots apparently were really able to identify what they saw. And just to take you back for a sec, on Thursday, the uh, the U.S. defense officials sent F-35 fighter jets up to try to figure out what this object was that was flying around near Alaska. Those pilots, we have learned, have given very conflicting accounts of what they actually experienced, with some pilots saying that the, the object interfered with the plane's sensors, other pilots saying that they didn't really experience that, other pilots saying that when they looked at the object, they could identify no identifiable uh, identifiable propulsion system, and they did not know how it was actually staying in the air, cruising at that altitude of about 40,000 feet. So this has all added to the Pentagon's wariness of describing in more detail what this object actually is until they can get more information uh, through the debris that they are recovering right now. Okay. So the thing that really caught my attention out of that little blurb from the CNN, the propagandists at CNN was interfering with our instruments. And what do we know about these ET craft? They work on a technology that is very high frequency, very high voltage. Um, and it creates this massive electromagnetic field around the craft. And it's likely using that sort of quantum effect that we described in a previous show. You know, you had Bashar, telling us make this silicone matrix inside of uh, a vacuum and then inject, I uh, forget what, argon gas, I think it is. And by the way, fill it with all these powdered metals. So now you've got these little tiny beads of things injected into this metal and then start hitting it with different voltages and frequencies and see what effects arise. I think that's to create some kind of quantum effect, right? And what else did he describe when I... I played some clips from him, an experiment where you get a really flat, perfectly flat, long table, maybe 10, 12 feet long. And you get a thin hollow ball made of like aluminum, copper, something like that, as round as you can place it at one end of the table and apply some kind of frequency to it and measure the, um, the resonant frequency coming off of that ball and then take the ball put it at the other end of the table, do the same thing and measure the resonant frequency that you get the readings that you get off of that ball. And he says, keep going until your instruments can be precise enough to tell the difference between the ball in this position and the ball in that position. Okay. And then what he says, once you can do that, then you inject that frequency when the ball's here inject the frequency of it over here. And what will happen? It will roll to the other end of the table is what he claims. And he says, well, nobody's done that experiment yet, but what is that really pointing out? That it's all frequency based and that location is a parameter of, uh, is just a variable of, uh, of the object. And it's, you know, this certain little frequency and you can hack that frequency and move the object. And I think that's the same kind of principle that these craft are operating on. And we also have a story. I can't remember. Now this was from like military that worked uh, on this base with supposedly these ETs that were working with the U S government and they were out testing this craft. And apparently the craft, when it was being moved into the hangar, they had to actually take and shut down the whole 
electrogravitic propulsion, which would do what? It would interfere with a lot of our traditional uh, circuit boards and so forth because they are metal based, you know, they're silicon based on copper and so forth. And those wires are basically antennas that would pick up that kind of RF energy, especially if it's, you know, massively being pumped out from these craft. And so he said, you know, when they would come in and land and then move the thing into the hangar, they weren't using their main propulsion system that they do when they're up in the air, which what does that do as well? I think it works on that quantum effect that moves these things around while creating its own sort of uh, gravity field in the center of it. So occupants of the craft, you can go, that's how you see them go from here and blink, they're up here and they've moved 5,000 miles an hour in an instant. Well, in our technology, in our craft, you'd be squashed like a bug. Your eyes would explode and blood would be running out of your ears and everything else. But in those, they don't even, they don't feel anything. <coughs> Why? Because that inertia is being hacked basically by the, by the technology that runs the craft. But this whistleblower was describing, and I can't remember, this may have been Carrie, one of Carrie Cassidy's interviews or one of uh, Dr. Linda Moulton Howell's interviews. I'm not sure. I think it was Linda Moulton Howell. And he said the ETs, when they were moving their craft into the hangar, they were extremely, extremely careful not to, you know, go too fast or do anything because it was absolutely inertia was back in play here. And, he, and again, he said the reason that they had to switch to the alternative drive system was because it would, the, the electrogravitic propulsion system would interfere. So when you have even the propagandists here letting that kind of thing come out, and again, this all changed because of the whole 2018 uh, TikTok video, or Tic Tac, I think it is, of the craft that you had the the... Uh, F-22 or the Navy fighter pilots, they saw they were able to get a lock on it. It was flying, you know, super fast across them, dipped down into the water like it wasn't even there. Of course, our technology couldn't do that. But if you're warping gravity around you, no problem, right? You can zip right in and out of that water. And so that sort of marked a turning point. And if you remember the show that I did with... um, uh, Jay Widener, one of the questions I asked him, Jay, are we in the middle of disclosure? And he thought, yes, I think yes. And I think they're taking the next step. What I'm not certain about is why, what their motivation is. Is Cliff right? Is it because they want to, uh, they're being, their hand is being forced by some benevolent ETs? Because I don't think for a second that the U.S. military in a universe that runs on the law of attraction is going to attract the benevolent and good ETs. No, they're going to attract the power hungry manipulative ETs because that's who they are. That's who the government is. That's who this deep state is at its core. So maybe that's happening. Maybe it's the, it's just China or Russia because Don't forget the other main thing that came out today, and we talked about this on the show when it happened, it's confirmed that, yeah, the United States government, CIA and Biden, blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. Total blatant act of war 
trying to destroy their economy. And maybe what we're seeing is retaliation, right? Maybe. Or maybe there's just some somebody in uh, you know, in the sea releasing two hundred dollar balloons and watching laughing as the US military spends twenty million dollars firing a, a probably five hundred thousand dollar rocket had it to blow it up after monitoring it with jets and cargo uh, refueling planes and everything else. I mean, they're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars every few hours, most likely, if not every hour to monitor this thing and track this whole, all of these things. And yeah, you know, maybe some of them are just weather balloons, but I don't think so. I think they are some kind of craft. Don't know the origin, don't know who's behind them, but I think what you need to be aware of is the ETs have them. They're here. They live here. They've been here a while. We're kind of the guests, if you, if you, if you can believe that. And uh, so do the, some of the governments. Okay. So don't think that because you could, you see something that it's, that's unexplained, a UFO, a UAP, that it's automatically extraterrestrial or that it's uh, not our technology. It very well could be our technology. Okay. We went off on a little bit of a sidebar there. I want to get back to Dr. Carol Rosen. <laughs> so she, in the 1970s, was Werner von Braun's uh, like executive assistant. She's told a lot of stories from this, one of them which was uh, they sent her to this conference that Werner von Braun was supposed to speak at. And he told her, I can't go. You're going to have to go in my place. And she's like, well, I, I, what a, you're giving a presentation. I can't do that. I don't know what to say. How am I going to do this? She says, he says, don't worry. We'll, we'll be there to help you. And the time's coming and she's panicking and I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And what she claims is this voice comes into her head and she gets, tells her, hey, it's us. Don't worry, we're going to tell you what to say. And she gets up on stage and gives the presentation because Werner von Braun is communicating it directly into her mind from wherever he was. So he gave the speech via her using some kind of technology that we don't even know about yet, right? So here's what their supposedly their first conversation had to, had to say. In 1974, after being a sixth grade school teacher, I was introduced to the late Dr. Werner von Braun in the US, the father of rocketry. In my first meeting with him during that first three and a half hours, he said to me, Carol, you will stop the weaponization of space. And I said, uh, you know, teachers don't stop until June. He said, no, you have to understand, this is February. And we have to prevent the weaponization of space because there is a lie being told to everyone that the weaponization of space is now first being based upon the evil empire, the Russians. There are many enemies, he said, against whom we're going to build this space-based weapon system, the first of whom was the Russians, which was existing at that time. Then there would be terrorists. Then there would be third world countries. Now we call them rogue nations or nations of concern. Then there would be asteroids. By the way, this was pre-shortly before 9-11 happened, 
that she's giving the speech. Of course, there's older copies of, of her recounting this or, that are earlier from the 80s and 90s and so forth, but this was you know, much better quality. And then he would repeat to me over and over, and the last card, the last card, the last card would be the extraterrestrial threat. Well, at the time, I kind of laughed when he said asteroids, and when he said extraterrestrials, I knew I wasn't going to deal with that subject. And now we hear on the news just today, this week, that they've slid in another enemy. Only this time we're going to protect our satellites. In other words, we have to have some reason to spend these trillions to waste these dollars on a space-based weapon system. And what did Trump do? Well, the Space Force. What is that? That's the weaponization of space. Remember, we played their video where they're talking about threats because, again, space is the ultimate high ground. So they have done exactly what she's warned against. And keep listening. They're all lies. This is a system, he told me, that would never protect anyone. Even back then, he talked about suitcase bombs. He talked about chemical, viral, bacterial, bat biological warfare. Bat biological warfare. I don't know if that's some kind of Freudian slip. I don't think that she knows or that he maybe told her that it would be bat biological warfare if she was just mispronouncing biological warfare. But maybe there's, you know, she's plugged into global consciousness somehow and that wasn't exactly an unintentional mistake there. Interesting. In other words, we have to have some reason to spend these trillions to waste these dollars on a space-based weapon system and they're all lies. So what are they doing with the money? What do you think? This is a system, he told me, that would never protect anyone. Even back then, he talked about suitcase bombs. He talked about chemical, viral, bacterial, bat biological warfare that these space-based weapons would never protect us against. And then he told me that, in fact, if you travel around the world, which I did after he died in 1977, I met with people in over 100 countries who were friends. They didn't want to build space-based weapons. I became... So, very, very interesting to me as well. This has been predicted since the 70s. And I think she first came out with this like 1980s, if, I'm, if my memory serves me correctly. That after the terrorists, after the asteroids, think about all the talk of rogue asteroids coming in and striking earth and so forth after the weaponization of space then come the aliens and of course we've got project blue beam as well which is a real thing where they're talking about projecting holograms to make people think that there's an alien invasion happening and is there i don't know but folks they blew up the pipeline wars coming are we getting ets uh yeah, I, I would say so. Let me show you. Oh, nope, I didn't want to do that. This right here. That's a plane. This is, I think, three days ago now that this was posted, February 11th. Uh, okay, yeah, three days ago. Kings County, New York, people saw unidentified flying objects in the sky 
The poster wrote that it stayed for two hours while moving slowly over Manhattan for an hour before disappearing. What the hell is that thing that's been sitting there? And it's this orb kind of thing that's like shimmering a little bit and looks like it's maybe changing shape a little bit. And there's lots and lots of uh, footage of UFOs that look exactly like this. Hovering for about 20 minutes now. And then there's another one. And there's another one that looks yeah. like up there. What the hell is that? And what do we know about ETs? Well, know. the Foo Fighters. Ever heard of that? No, it's not a band. <laughs> it was talking about these things buzzing around fighter pilots during wars during world war ii i think it was because it's fascinating and and like look they want to come and see this they want a a front row seat it's like taking a a really cool vacation where you get to go see the history even though uh you know how it goes you can go and visit because well you're interdimensional and you can jump around through time as well if you like So it's entirely possible that some of these are just space tourists coming in to watch this this period that's about to unfold. And I I think it is most definitely going to lead to war. And that's why we're seeing more of them as well. Now, here in, this is Billings, Montana. This is the one that was supposedly shot down that they couldn't find. Um... And, you know, nothing ever came of it. Well, you got this lady. Following this giant trail of smoke. Looks like, and something's falling from the sky. You can see it right there. It's kind of leafing its way down, not going too fast. And she heard an explosion before this. And then she's going to pan up here in a minute and or tilt up and through the clouds where you can kind of see what's going on. Let me see. Yeah, here we go. You can see it was way, way up there. So it's been falling out of the sky for a while. Now there's footage of like this black this black thing sort of leafing its way down to the ground that somebody shot but don't worry official communication from the city of billings montana twitter account stated quote we have confirmed with montana des and governor whatever some politician that there have not been any explosions in or around or across montana that they are aware of the video and it cannot be substantiated. So don't trust your eyes or anything you see. We'll, we'll tell you. You could trust us to tell you what's going on. Of course, don't forget about the big truck carrying the cylinder thing out with the big police escort. <laughs> but it's definitely, there was nothing shot down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're being fed a whole lot of bullshit with a little bit of truth sprinkled in. And the important question to ask is why now? Why is this changing? Why are they suddenly stirring up the normies with this? And I think there's a lot of potential 
uh, reasons, pipeline, COVID narrative, falling apart, war drums beating in Ukraine, their their U.S. and uh, European governments are now sending tanks. They're sending targeting data. They're doing everything they can to help uh, Ukraine defeat Russia while laundering money for all of these people. And maybe things are about to escalate, so they need another distraction. They need to keep control of the narrative. This puts the government back in charge because everybody's looking to them to tell us, what is it? What do we need to do? And the normies, they're going to fall for it, hook, line, and sinker all over again. But you can guarantee the government is in there using this to push their agenda. Hands down, 100%, no question. Okay, uh, let me see here. Really developing in the last couple of minutes or so, and it comes, remember, as they were exploring potentially another object that Raiders got a hit on over Montana overnight, one that Senator John Tester, the Democrat from... Oh, and this was another thing I loved. Apparently, the U.S. military is unable to work during night they only daytime hours so they called off the search during the night because they're not equipped to do stuff in the dark apparently it's what we're supposed to believe (laughs) and then they resume the search in the morning for this thing that's not a balloon has no means of propulsion oh this one was shaped like a hexagon is it flat is it uh if it's not, it wouldn't be a hexagon shape, but who knows? Who knows? But again, it's changed. They're, 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 they're updating the narrative. They're installing some new, new secrets are starting to get out probably because they're losing control and this is somehow going to give them a leg up. It's kind of my my take on it okay uh let's see oh that's stupid yeah this was the original tiktok tiktok video if you remember from uh, 2019 i think it was i thought it was 2018 but it was released in 2019 maybe you can hear the fighter pilots Celebrating that they Great caught Omaha, it. Omaha, pick me kid, Rafael Peralta, pass ability to launch Hilo ASAP. And that was really kind of the first time that they acknowledged this kind of thing was going on. So, oh, there's my video. Oh, sir. This looks funny. What is it, son? I don't know, sir. But it looks like a giant dick. Yeah. <laughs> Take a look out of starboard. Oh my God! It looks like a huge pecker. Oh wow! Wait, that's not a word pecker. <laughs> All right, enough of that. Okay, uh, you know, and I didn't have time to put all this together, but you had Marjorie Taylor Greene talking about this is outrageous that ch- the Chinese would be flying a spy balloon over our heads and spying on us and that this would go unchecked and we've got to, I demand action. We've got to do something. Of course, she's not talking about room 641A, which is in all the major AT&T data center backbones. 
that transmit all of your internet traffic over fiber and it's basically a branch. They, you know, they, they split it off. It goes through a big splitter. So the NSA is getting an entire feed of all of our messages, text messages, email messages, phone calls, et cetera, et cetera. All of our communications going over these backbone points, they have their own little room in the AT&T backbone data centers and they feed that off to Spy Central, that, that big-ass building in Utah that required so much power, they had to build a giant fucking power plant to run it. But it's the Chinese balloon flying overhead at 60,000 feet that's the real threat, not the fucking government that's spying on everything you do and tracking all of your communications and keeping it for fucking ever. That's not the threat, according to Marjorie Taylor Greene, MAGA, the Republicans, and the Democrats, it's those evil, slant-eyed Chinese. How fucking stupid are you? Are you going to keep falling for this shit? The U.S. government is the biggest threat to your liberty and freedom. And if you don't get that, it's because you're not fucking paying attention. Okay? This is the page I bring up, by the way. Every time I go and visit an AT&T store, I go around to all their computers. Room 641A. Doop, and open that up on all the devices. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's those guys. They are so evil. We've got to stop them. Trust us. Trust us. I mean, Snowden, what do you think he told us about 20 plus years ago now? Exactly all of this stuff. And they denied it and then it's come out true, true, true. But worry about the balloon, the Chinese spy balloon because that's the biggest threat to your freedom and liberty. Come on, stop falling for it. Stop falling for it. Okay. Oh, let me see. Hold on. I'm going to bounce around here for just a second. Let's talk about this. This is in Ohio. What you had is this giant train derailment and the local cops show up. I don't know what exactly they did, but kaboom, they set the whole fucking thing on fire, caused this massive explosion, and you can see right here, major fire. There's this big plume of smoke going up that you can see from the air. And what is it? Polyvinyl chloride, PVC, that stuff they make your plumbing pipes out of. And I can tell you as a firefighter, I, there was some burning near me that I got a whiff of one time and it's nasty, nasty stuff. I had trouble breathing for a while after that and I barely breathed it in. And now people are talking about their pets are dying. The fish in the streams, five miles away, they're dying. Livestock are dying. People are coming out and their cars are covered in this ashy crap that they don't know what it is. They're going out on walks and they're feeling sick afterwards because this stuff is incredibly, incredibly toxic and poisonous to human beings. Derailed Friday. 20 of them carrying hazardous materials as flames lit up the sky in northeastern Ohio. The evacuation order is in place for any. And of course, they tell us it's polyvinyl chloride, but. Do we know that? No. Could it be something else? Yeah. Within a mile radius of the crash site. These aren't 
These aren't storm clouds. This is the fucking shit! The fucking shit they burn off in East Palestine! This is not fucking storm clouds! Look at it! So there's a, that was just showing footage of a news reporter. Now, I haven't looked into the story on him. I don't know if they set up some kind of containment area or safety area, like, you know, a police line. He crossed the police line and that's why he got arrested or what. But, uh, you know, you've got Stu Peters and the other uh, people pushing angry, uh, hate-filled rhetoric saying, oh, they're, they're trying to silence everyone and do it. Well, I don't know. I want to look at the story and find out why they arrested him, what he did to get arrested. Maybe that's the case. Maybe they set up some kind of uh, contamination zone and he went in it against orders and that's why they arrested him. Uh, yeah. Is that some big conspiracy to cover this up and sweep it under the rug? I'm going to go with no. Uh, that's local cops exercising their authority. And we've got plenty of examples of them doing that, even when it doesn't make any sense. Officials are claiming that the air and water are safe. The residents say they can still smell chlorine. Fish. They've complained about their eyes watering when they go outside. And one woman says the noxious air killed her chickens. Out of nowhere, he just started coughing really hard and just shut down and went very fast. Air quality's fine, though, according to the government Look officials. All these fucking crows. I'm not kidding. This is within 10 miles of East Palestine. Oh, I think the crows are getting away from it. Rail companies blocked yeah, safety rules before the crash. I mean, if you live within 50 mile radius, especially downwind of this thing, I think you should consider getting out. You should consider getting out just like you should have considered not taking the shot three years ago when I said, don't take the shot. This, this stuff is toxic. It's poisonous. It's deadly. And, uh, you don't want to be anywhere anywhere near it, folks. You don't want to be anywhere near it because it's going to come down. And like <laughs> when it poisons the, the ground and people are sick and dying there and the groundwater gets contaminated. Now, don't worry. The officials are there to tell you the groundwater is all fine. This is all going to be just fine. Just like, uh, you know, with the pilots, they're all fine too, right? Um, why? Well, <laughs> right here. In late October, the FAA changed its standard on electrocardiogram findings for medical applicants, decreasing the types of results that would lead to medical deferment, you know, where they get checked out to see if they're safe to fly, to continue flying commercial aircraft. First degree AV, which is arteriovicular ventricular block with PR interval less than 300 milliseconds or 0.3 seconds. I think the old one was like 1.6. So massive, massive change to essentially what they're doing here. 
is making these abnormal uh, arrhythmias normal again. This is the new normal, right? The FAA made this change because airmen with abnormal but benign results almost never showed any concurring indications upon follow-up testing. So the FAA eliminated the deferral requirement. Bullshit. They've got pilots dropping dead while they're landing, while they're taking off shortly after landing in flight. And a lot of them are going to start failing their physicals because they took these shots and it fucked up their hearts. And now their reading is abnormal, but don't worry. Double plus good. This is they've just rewritten history to make it all a okay problem solved. When in reality, oh, there's another one that I want to kind of go look at here. Hold on. Let me, um, oh, this is from last week's show. You had, uh, you know, we talked about Southwest. We talked about the NOTAM system, which is, by the way, coincidentally, what they're using to uh, shut down all of these airspaces right here is NOTAM alerts that tell planes to divert from other areas. That was the system that broke a few weeks back. Let me see if I can find it. Um, yeah. 1432 Tower Southwest 708. We're short what you of see is like a big 747 or dual engine jet passenger jet coming in as a Southwest plane is taking off. This is in Austin on the 4th. And you can see as this plane comes down, the other one's on the same runway and it's taking off. Now, luckily, they figured it out, and the plane coming in for the landing retracted its landing gear, throttled up, and got out of there. But those people came real close to all time. And it was air traffic control that was one guy that was putting them, telling one to take off and telling the other to land. Why? Brain fog, most likely. Their whole system is falling apart. And rather than acknowledging it and making it safe and protecting the public as they're mandated, as they take their money to tell you, telling you that's what they're going to do, they're instead lying and covering it up and pretending like everything's a-okay. Well, it's not. And this is going to cost people their lives. And nobody will be held accountable because, well, they're the government. But if we can just get the right people in, that will fix it. Of course. Oh, please stop with that nonsense. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see here. Let me go back. Here, I think this lady's so got something to say. So, with all this um, stuff going on in East Palestine, Ohio, with the Norfolk Southern train derailment, I grew up about 20 minutes from there in a small town called Latonia, and my parents still live up there. And I just talked to my mom, and she said that um, 
the rivers contaminated up there. Um, livestock have been dying. They are evacuating some cows and other livestock to different areas um, of Ohio that um, they were at Walmart a couple days ago and they came outside and their cars were covered in almost like this tarry sawdust kind of thing. And she went for a walk recently outside and her and her friend both felt really sick and short of breath. And um, basically the EPA and everybody went in and the railroad told them to get out. So there seems like there's a cover up there. They're telling everybody on the local news that it's okay, but it's not okay. People are getting sick, animals are dying, things are tainted, and there's a cover up going on. So don't trust these people. They don't have your best interests in, at heart. They created this incident by skirting the safety regulations once again, creating this massive disaster. Maybe it was intentional, who knows? You know, it's not that hard for somebody in the government to know what's on that train and to set up, you know, you can buy a little device that derails the train and then it doesn't blow up till the police arrive. Hmm. Okay. But again, if you're, if you have friends, family, loved ones in this area, tell them to get out, find a way to get out right now. It is deadly. And the more you're exposed to this stuff, the more it's going to shorten your life. And if you're expecting that the government's got your best interest at heart here and they're going to take care of you, you are fucking delusional and not a student of history, okay? Because it's exactly the opposite. That's why getting the right people, I saw a post about we need term limits. Well, what do you think that's going to do? If you get term limits in for the congressional critters, the, the senators and so forth to where it's constantly new people, all that's doing is taking the power that the politicians have and handing it over to the bureaucracies that do what they want. Because now you'll, they'll have new people that they'll just be able to manipulate and game and run circles around left and right because they're constantly new and they don't know how the game is played. The problem is not which small group of people, the politicians or the bureaucrats have the power, have the gun in their hand to wield around and point at everybody else in the room. The problem is the gun. You need to break that gun apart, give the pieces to everyone in the audience. That's us, the individual and let us make decisions that are best for our lives instead of having the, the, these psychopaths and lunatics who are put into a system that has perverse incentives that doesn't get market signals like providing good customer service, providing a service that people voluntarily want to pay for. They can't do those things. They never will. And because of that, they will never have your best interests at heart. Sorry, that's a pipe dream. If you think getting the right people in is going to fix anything, you're delusional. And all you're doing is leaving future generations to go through this all over again. And I'm here to tell you, we can solve this problem, but we got to give up the ring. We got to throw the ring back into the pit of Modor or whatever it is. And return the power to the individual. That's the ultimate solution. That's the opportunity that's laid out before us. 
But most of y'all want to sit here and, well, Marjorie Taylor Greene, she's really grilling the Twitter executives. <sighs> Telling them they're going to go to jail. Or one, a couple of the others, y'all are going to go to jail. Yeah. Yeah. We knew about all this shit that they were doing months ago and that they ain't in jail. So shut the fuck up. It's just so such complete and utter nonsense. Okay, let's talk Project Veritas. Um, I think this is important, again, because of kind of what I described in the last show, and that is that this is exactly what Project Veritas is doing, is exactly what the intelligence services do. They find people, they send in operatives to try and get close to them, compromise them, get leverage against them, and then use them to their own ends, right? Well, Project Veritas has decentralized that effort to where now you don't have to like train an agent, dedicate them, and send them after a specific target. They just answer the phone, Project Veritas, how can I help you? Oh, you're, you've been on a date with a Pfizer executive and he does what? And he said what? Okay, let's get you some recording equipment. We'll overnight this to you. You'll have it by 10 a.m. in the morning. And then all of a sudden, the hot woman in the red dress becomes Agent Smith. Well, it's not surprising to me that all of a sudden he gets ousted. Now, this is the document that was sent to the board. Well, if you don't know what happened, there were a couple of executives that, that he fired. One was, I think, the CFO and the other guy. He's got pronouns in his Twitter bio. All right. I should tell you everything you need to know right there. But there's some complaints here, okay? And I want to read some of these for you. So they're talking about what's going on and so forth. And they he's rounded up, I think, 12 employees, a third of the staff of, I think they have about 55 working there. And uh, these are some of the comments, supposedly, from these 12 employees. And the first one, James has become pow a power-drunk tyrant, and he is exactly who he pontificates on who we should be exposing. Another one, I'm on the side of holding James accountable for his behavior that has damaged important relationships inside of inside and outside of Project Veritas. A great example is Spencer Meads and Eric Cochran, both left because they were so abused and overworked. Eric was asked to do a, a lie detector, I believe, and James would make derogatory statements about him to the staff because he was unhappy that Eric left. James went as far as to call Spencer a pussy in Vegas, and Spencer heard him say it. Both of these guys were mission-driven and suffered through it. They were raided, and James still called Spencer that name. He never forgave them for making the decision to leave for their own mental well-being. Um, and, you know, if you've ever watched, like, Alex Jones, uh, some of the complaints about him, exact same thing. And when I was on the phone with him, it's exactly, exactly how he was with his staff, screaming at them, threatening to fire them. Uh, you know, he gets drunk and wants to fight and all of these other things. So hundred percent, I believe that this is happening and that James is sort of, you know, this is something that's like happened to me a couple times where I kind of have to be reeled back in and it's, it's easy to let it happen because you get, all these people watching you, you get, um, 
a bunch of people trying to uh, talk to you. Sam, look at this. Sam, look at that. Did you read this? Can you do this? Can you do that? And and it's it can go to your head, right? It can. And it's happened to me a few times over the years. And I'm not just talking about with this podcast, but all the way back to my free talk live days and everything else. And so it doesn't surprise me that like James is succumbing to this. And, you know, even my, like my Florida story of what happened with my brother's employees and trying to choke me and fight me and all this stuff. I imagine the same kind of thing is going on because James is going to be much more dedicated to his cause, to driving, you know, the organization forward than some of the employees are. Right. And, and he's probably getting frustrated and and is not a good manager, doesn't have the tools and so forth. Uh, and, and he probably needs some coaching, right? He needs some management training. He, they should bring in an expert to sit down with him and help him become a better leader and a better manager for the organization. And like, that's my takeaway from this, but I want to keep reading you some of these complaints. Airing grievances leading to termination is what has pretend prevented me from speaking up in the past. The times I have, I was accused of violating my NDA sabotage and had my behavior labeled traitorous. Here's another one. I say we exhibit some patience. We have all been on the receiving end of unnecessary, seemingly unintentional, unintentional, humiliating, outright cruel behavior. And I've certainly not been here as long as many of you. And I don't mean to invalidate any of what you have experienced, but I believe James knows he's in over his head. He's scared, overworked, manic on stress and drunk on the success of the last two weeks. Probably. Yeah. Like I said, easy to happen. It's easy to let it get away from you. His flaws aside, he aims, his aims are genuine and he is a true leader. He just needs a, a pushback in the right direction. hundred percent agree with that. You know, based on taking this at face value, right? I hope, because I don't know, I've never talked to him. I hope this potential board action is that push, the sign he needs to free himself from constantly feeling the need to hold everything tightly, trust his team, and allow himself to focus on the creative while others run the stuff he doesn't actually want to be doing anyway. Patience, not mutiny. I do believe that he has uh, the sense to recognize that when faced with an inevitability He's run down and in need of a sabbatical. PV is strong, and all we can do is continue to show that we put out great work to whatever end. Here's another one. Lack of, and, and I think that's probably the, the, the golden comment in this whole bunch. Yeah, give him a break. Get him some better training. Arm him with some better tools to lead the organization. Offload him a little bit. Get some people in there that can actually help him take some of the workload off of James so that he can focus on what he wants to do and lead the organization and not be all stressed out and so forth. Okay. Uh, let's see. Lack of transparency when mistakes are made from the top down example, Nancy Vaden never was suing us. And he told he, and it was told to our entire company as if it was absolutely true. Davis was a bad hire. We all know that, but when he tried early on to prevent him from assuming so much power and authority, Knowing he couldn't handle it, I received a classic, if you don't agree, there's the door comment. And, you know, you kind of have to do that sometimes in that setting. Another example in a group setting is the all hands with respect to uh, Jitsu's leaving the org. Spain had the bravery to say we should have the ability to disagree and to paraphrase, we are not disposable. 
JOK was, that's James O'Keefe, was combative, conflating internal versus external issues. This stifles valuable internal voices, and we need to have this dialogue in a respectful manner. Yep, he's being a little bit of a petty tyrant there, it sounds like. We still haven't fully recovered from the losses from the fall of 2021, and now, over a year later, we've lost more people through resignation or termination. I fear that that uh, on the path we're on, we will not only prevent the growth of the organization, but we will be led to a place where the organization doesn't exist. Now, here's another one. Uh, I think this is the one I want to see. This is talking about some of the donors. Uh, recently, Diamondback was introduced to a high-dollar PV donor named XXX during dinner. James offered. Okay, no, that's not it. Hold on. Uh, Napa. Okay, yeah, this is it. Noel and I introduced a high net worth husband and wife to Project Veritas. They are now now a PV high dollar donor. They have been friends of ours for a while, between six and eight months ago. The husband told me that he was extremely turned off by what James asked of him in one of their first meetings. James asked him in a rather demanding way that we write a $75,000 check to Project Veritas on the spot. This made him uncomfortable, but he continued the relationship with Project Veritas because he believes in what we're doing. Then they attended a donor event in Napa where James was present. The wife asked James for a photo, and then he very rudely and publicly turned her down. She was humiliated to the point of tears. They have miraculously continued support for Project Veritas, but whatever I, whenever I see them, they have something negative to say about James's behavior or ego, as they put it. And I feel PV may lose them as donors soon. Well, this lady came out and made a video. I watched it today where she said, yeah, he had people coming at him and he didn't take the picture. She got a picture with him later. Uh, she, he's, she's invited him. They're, they're friends. They talk. She's invited him to Mar-a-Lago and he's gone with her on occasion. So this account is maybe not that accurate. And I wonder, it, it throws into question all of these others here. So I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of them here. I think he's probably kind of gone off the deep end a little bit and needs to be reeled back in. So, and certainly armed with some new tools and skills and so forth to manage a growing team. And it's what, what they're doing is absolutely amazing. Um, and at the same time, we have these people with pronouns in their Twitter bios getting fired and then rehired by the board and he's getting suspended. And it seems like they're trying to kneecap this organization and take it, put it in their pocket. And it will be sort of controlled opposition going forward without James. That's really what it looks like, where they can pick and choose which stories get to come out and which ones don't. And that's still going on. Uh, I don't know how much I can say about, but I talked to a, a whistleblower this week that I talked to her a long time ago. And there's, mm, there's some of these news organizations won't do a story because their viewers wouldn't like what it exposes. And I think that is absolutely um, a betrayal to your audience, you know, and I don't want to, I want to say too much more on that, but I'll just leave it there. So hope, I hope that he gets back in 
I hope that he gets some rest, some training, gets offloaded and so forth. Uh, and that this organization is able to continue going forward. And if not, hope James takes some of those donors with them and starts a new organization and leaves them to their own devices and we'll have another one that's actually going after things regardless of what the government would like. So, okay, uh, let's see here. We covered that one more for you. This one's kind of fun. And then we'll wrap up here. Spaces just keeps crashing. Now it won't connect. I don't know what's going on. It used to work fine. Now it doesn't, but sorry about that. I'd love to take some calls from you guys, but it's not cooperating again this week. Okay. This is somebody I follow. Think like a cop on uh, BitChute. I want you to listen. He's, he's left California behind. I want you to listen to what he's run into here. Hey, gun people. I know it's going to trigger California because I'm calling you gun people good. So California is harassing me. And if there's an attorney or somebody that knows this or has somebody they could ask and could answer in the comments, it would be really nice for a lot of people. So most of you, some of you know, California, I haven't lived there for 12 years. I retired out of there. California used to take taxes from people that retired there, even if they lived out of the state. Well, they were sued and said, you can't tax somebody without representation. So everybody that retires and leaves California cannot be taxed by California because you don't live there. So now, because I make money on YouTube, California went into my account and stole $500 out of my bank account, didn't tell me, didn't do anything, and says, hey, you made money in California. I says, I haven't stepped foot in California in 12 years. I don't make money in California. California that pays me on YouTube because YouTube and Google are left-wing freaking communist California companies, and they pay out of California. You guys think I made money in California, and I didn't. I live in Texas, and I don't owe you shit. However, they said, screw you. They went into my account, took the money. I called them, and they go, oh, okay, we'll give it back. You don't own it. So they didn't send it back for three months. I just called them again and said, hey, you guys took my money. You said you're going to send it back. I haven't been paid. She goes, let me look at your account. She looks at it. She goes, oh, we have to do a manual refund because we just gave you a credit for the money we stole out of your account, and when you file... We were going to give you the credit when you filed, but you're not filing because you don't live here. So we have to do a manual refund. So she goes, you should get it in a month. And then she drops the bomb on me that every year we're going to take money out of your account. I go, what are you talking about? They go, you're required to file a 540 California non-resident because you're getting money from a California company. Because the government's here to protect you, right? Isn't that the narrative? If you don't file, we're going to keep taking money out of your account. Not only are we going to take money, we're going to take the max amount as if you filed with no dependents and no exemptions, because that's what we do. And you're going to have to call and Slave. fight to get your money back every year. Slave. I go, that is freaking wrong. How can this be? She goes, well, you're required to file a 590. I go, I it's because you're a slave to these people. That's how they view you. You are chattel. You are livestock to them. You are wage slaves, and they will treat you accordingly. The problem is not the people. You get the right people in there, doesn't fucking matter, okay? Well, Sander Spooner taught us this lesson 150 years ago when he pointed out the politicians, the bureaucrats, they don't get to pick their successors. Somebody else does. And look at what Biden did when he came in, took all of Trump's executive orders, canceled them out. So with a simple stroke of a pen, they can undo whatever changes you make and put you right back on the road to tyranny where they left off. Getting the right people doesn't fix that. Never will. So if you think 
We're going to get the right people in there. What you're really saying is, fuck the future generations. Let's screw them over so that we can enjoy some relative peace now. Some relative return to normalcy to a little bit of get a little bit of our freedoms back. How selfish. How small-minded. Use your brain. Apply some critical thinking. Go read No Treason. The Constitution of No Authority. It's free. It's in ebook. It's in PDF. There's YouTube videos reading it. He lays it all out, folks. There's no fixing this system. The problem is the power. And they will just keep taking and taking and taking and growing more and more, nationalizing more and more, rolling it up further and further. Uphold. Remember the exchange that I used to promote? I'm never doing that again. They're writing me asking me if I what my relationship is to some Carol lady. I haven't even done a transaction on their exchange in a year plus, and they're threatening to close my account unless I respond. What does this Carol person have to do with my identity? Because that's really all they need to verify that I'm the person that opened that account, that those assets belong to me. And because of KYC AML and terror watch lists and all this bullshit government control and intrusion into your freedoms, into your privacy, into your liberties, they are going to sit there just like the train conductor who brought all the prisoners to Auschwitz and they're going to play their part because That's what government is. It is a system of slavery. And the free-range chicken farmer is not about to set his chickens free, right? They're still going to the slaughter so that he can make money. That's what government is. It is a system of livestock management so that the people running the system, taking part in the system, having friends, being connected, with people high up in the system, they benefit at your expense. And the only way to change that is to take their power away and return it to the people. And Donald Trump's not going to do that either. (laughs) And that's all I have to say about that. I don't live in California. I have no representation. I can't vote for California legislators or people that are passing laws that screw me. I'm in Texas. This can't be fair or legal. She says, oh yeah, and we're going to keep taking money out of your account. This just seems so wrong on so many levels. So if anybody knows, can they require me to file a tax form in California when I have no representation and I don't live in California? And can they keep taking money out of my account and making me fight to get it back? This seems so freaking wrong and illegal. Can somebody give me an answer on how to sue the shit out of California and make them pay somebody, even an attorney? I don't care if I don't get money. All right, I'll put this out on freaking commie tube if they let it be shown because they're in cahoots with the government and communists anyway. All right, we'll end that there. I'll look forward to reading the comments. Think like a cop on bit shoot and apparently on YouTube as well. Well, sir, when plunder becomes a way of life for a group of men in a society over the course of time, they create for themselves a legal system that authorizes it and a moral code that justifies it. And that is from Frederick Bastiat. And I want to close this out here 
remind you of just the quality of people that we have in um, government but these days. But for anyone who does not know her, I want to provide a little bit of a primer for you, so settle in. Um, Please. First, as you all know, she will be the first black woman, uh, the first oh. out LGBTQ plus oh. person to serve in this role, uh, which is amazing because representation matters. And she is going to... Uh, she will give a voice to so many and allow that sounds, and show so many. Sounds like an amazing qualification there, right? I think she left off that she's an immigrant. So she's the first black openly gay immigrant press secretary at the White House. Wow. Wow. She must be really great at her job. Many, what is truly possible when you work hard and dream big, and that matters. And, and well, I guess work hard, dream big, and, uh, have the right pronouns and um, belief system, huh? Why is why is the American is military shooting something out of the sky over Canada? Because it's part of a NORAD. There is a, the NORAD okay. is part of like a it, part of a it's a it's a what you uh-huh. call a coalition, a consortium, a, 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 a pact, okay. exactly. And so that's why we were able to do that. Again, it, we didn't do it on our own. We did right. it in in uh, in uh, clearly in 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 in, in step with uh, right. Canada. Canada. Uh, 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 Hey, at least she's the first black gay immigrant uh, press secretary. That counts for something, doesn't it? Folks, I'm Sam I Am. Thank you guys for watching. We'll catch you on next broadcast. Yo. Uh. Free the world. Free your mind. Free Julian Assange. R.I.P. Black the Ripper. Let's go. Long time the world's been ran by a load of liars. How do you expect me to believe in coronavirus? 9-11 was a lie so you could start a war. Now you're lying again to try and bring in martial law. Fuck the system, I will fight for my freedom. And fuck all my rats cause right now I don't need them. The world's going mad cause it's ran by some demons. Donald Trump or the people, who do you believe in? It's time for revolution, we need to fight for peace Something's going on, it doesn't sound right to me No point in that tonight, this shit don't bother me When the situation's fucking up the economy I've had enough and I don't give a fuck now You think you can keep the whole world on lockdown? Zionist Jews run the world, but they're fake Jews They control the media and they tell us fake news Free the world world. And free your mind Stop the 5G up your mind Free the world And free your mind Stop the 5G Fucking up your mind I rap like this because I'm passionate And every bar is a fact I ain't chatting shit Funny thing, you probably think I'm talking nonsense You would rather put your trust in Boris Johnson But I would die for the people like I'm God's child Do your research on a family called the Rothschild The final goal is to have a cashless society It even says it in the Quran and the Bible, G Look how they took our freedom in a second Did you know they're putting up 5G as a weapon? I know you probably thought it's there for some Wi-Fi And you probably thought this world was run by some nice guys What will it take for the people to wake up? I have to give you facts, cause I can't do that fake stuff The world's gone mad, we've forgotten what normal is The world is a stage, and we're just the audience